from Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. An epic weekend for women's college basketball came down to an incredible final, a moment, a memory. It came down to great players being great when they needed to and a great team finding a way to shut down the best of them all. And through that, somehow, stupidity has reigned and controversy has come. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the Sirius XM Channel 80, uh, the ESPN app, I should say. Triple eight, say ESPN. You guys are going to be able to get in on this conversation. 888-729-3776. From the outset, I throw that out because if there's one thing I know today, is that myself, Jason Fitz, and Harry Douglas, together as Fitz and Harry, are fired up about LSU becoming a national champion. We're fired up about the performances we saw over the course of the weekend. And particularly today, Harry, I am fired up about the stupidity that has reigned in the conversation afterwards because Angel Reese went out there and did what every great athlete does that we've seen a million times. She pointed to the ring finger. She did the you-can't-see-me thing. She went out and she, she shot her shots. She talked her talk. She won a championship, and somehow people have turned this into a negative. I do not understand it. Yeah, be either, Fitz. Uh, but I will tell you this. When you look at women's basketball or women's sports, period, these ladies are competing at a high level. They're competitive. They want to win. Emotions run high. They like to have fun. They enjoy it. But then you also have the lows when you lose and you're not excited and, you know, you're crying or whatnot. They're human beings, And I want us to get to a place in our, not just our country, but in our world, that we allow women to express themselves. Now, what Caitlin Clark did, you know, previous to the national championship game, I had no problem with. It's part of the game. That's the way she felt, showing emotions. And a lot of people praised her for it. But then when Angel Reese came around and did it in the national championship game while winning a national championship, for some odd and apparent reason, we had people wanted to classify her as classless and she doesn't know she doesn't have good sportsmanship and it's just crazy because the two narratives are are are, I think contradicting in my eyes for people to feel two separate ways about the same thing being done but by different players uh it's just a sad part that we're still in that space in our country in our world but here's the thing for me can we just enjoy women loving the game of basketball Showing emotion, being excited, because we have no problem when men do it. So why all of a sudden we have a problem when women do it, and particularly a black girl when she does it? I, I, don't, I don't get that. I never will understand it. But I tell you one thing, it needs to damn change. And I'm going to be the person that stand up for both of these women, not just one, one of these women, both of them. Because I love that range of emotion. The way they play the game, how they wear it on their sleeve, the emotional part of it. That's why I tune in and watch them. I was, at a, I was at a little restaurant last Sunday, and I had the people in the restaurant turn off whatever was on ESPN to put on LSU and who they were playing so I could watch Angel Reese and Fly J. Johnson ball out. Because I used to listen to Fly J. Johnson's uh, father, his music, Camouflage. But then also, I've been tuned into um, Caitlin Clark 
on our broadcast on the XFL game on Saturday, in which it was a hell of a game, the Atlanta Guardians versus the D.C. Defenders, uh, a team that hadn't won a game versus a team that was undefeated, and Orlando won that game. During our broadcast, we're talking about women's basketball and C- Caitlin Clark. That's how phenomenal both of these women are. And I just want us to get to a point where we celebrate both of them for, for showing emotion and having that passion for the game because that's why I feel like it needs to be. It made me tune in and watch, and I'm pretty sure it made a lot of other people watch. But for the, for the people that have a problem with Angel Reese doing what she, what, what, she, what she did, you're part of the problem with America. I just thought I'd let you know. I mean, Holly Rowe tweeted out yesterday, people hating on Angel Reese or Caitlin Clark, stop. Unapologetically confident young women should be celebrated, not hated. Get used to it. I just keep thinking about... You know, the number of times if Steph Curry hits a big shot, he shimmies down the court, right? And uh, we watch CP3 shimmy right back at him in the playoffs at one point, right? Like, we see athletes do this to each other all the time. You played in the NFL, man. You know certainly that if you caught a, if you caught a big pass and you got up, like, what do we see in the NFL? We constantly see somebody, whether it's after a hit or whether yep. it's after a big catch, they get up and they, they say their piece. Like, they say their piece to whoever Fitch, they just took I'm down. talking smack to head coaches while I'm on the field. And they talking back to me. And I love it. And we, and we embrace it and we celebrate it. But when women do it, we have an issue with it. That bothers me. Now, and it I, bothers me because I am a father of a young, a young daughter that watches all these things. And, it, and not, not just because I have a daughter, but it just bothers me, period, because we always want to put women in a different category. Just let them be great. It's, it's one standard here. Like, and, and frankly, the number of times, look, like we've made jokes on this show about the fact that Devin and I are together on the ESPN radio volleyball team. Like, we, I watch people in a volleyball league smack the heck out of each other and then talk their talk as they're walking by the net. You watch people in an intramural gym hit a shot, and all of a sudden, the same people that are out here complaining about Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese, who are actually epic at what they do, are the same people that are going to Twitter to complain about their sportsmanship when you know they're fat ass to be doing the same exact thing in the gym if they had the opportunity to do it to somebody. I don't understand why we're sitting here saying that they can't act some kind of way when they're the best at what they do in the world and they are fired up for the biggest moment that they can have in their sport and there's a damn championship on the line and you're telling me that they got to suddenly hold back and be different? Nah, we got to be different in the way we look at this because athletes should be allowed to be the the absolute personification of themselves and every time. I don't want Harry Douglas to be less than Harry Douglas. I don't want Angel Reese to be less than Angel Reese. This is simple. And I'll tell you this. Remember the Super Bowl when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers played the Kansas City Chiefs and you had, you know, Tom Brady and Tyron Matthew, the honey badger, going at it back and forth. And Mm. then after a touchdown, Tom Brady went up to to Tyron Matthew to talk his noise. And then they were running to the sideline doing it. Why wasn't it an issue then? But it's an issue with these two young ladies, and particularly Angel Reese when she does it. Like, I, I, I don't get that. Like, both of these players... I think, are pillars for for women's basketball. And they gave us something that I think all viewers needed. Number one, they play on the court is remarkable. Number two, they play with passion, and they don't hold the passion in. They let it out. They let the emotion show. I love that about the game. I love that about these players. So I'm going to commend both of them for having a hell of a tournament, and congratulations to Angel Reese and also the LSU Tigers women's basketball team for winning the national championship. And for the crowd that, 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 that likes to say, you know what, we knew nothing about Angel Reese before the national championship game. Well, tell me you don't watch women's basketball mm-hmm. without telling me you don't watch women's basketball. Because she set the NCAA record for double-doubles this year with 34. And she is one of the main reasons 
if not the main reason why LSU was able to win a national championship this year. Yeah, and this all comes back to at some point. It's Fitz and Harry, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. You guys can chime in. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. A lot of people on social media had a lot to say about this. Let's see if you guys want to come in and, and comment on it now. We'll have the debate openly with you. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. I kept watching over the course of Friday and I kept watching over the course of last night and thinking about the same thing. When you see the level of play that we're getting right now and you see the level of fire, when you see Caitlin Clark, like it's just, it was fun throughout this whole tournament to watch her just pick up and shoot from anywhere. It was mm, fun mm, mm. to watch her her shoot in, uh, Iowa back into this game over and over again. Like it looked like it was over. Suddenly Iowa shoots their way back in. It was fun to watch great athletes do great things. But through all of it, LSU won because they were the better team. They were absolutely, I mean, they won 102 to 85 in a game that they controlled throughout. And they had a great game plan on what they were trying to do offensively and defensively. And through it all, at the end of it, they celebrated. And to your point, Harry, and I think you make a good one when it comes to Brady. Think about every week when we get those mic'd up specials and we start hearing what you all like. Like, if you're like me, the closest I'm going to come to being on the field in an NFL game is listening to Harry Douglas mic'd up. Why do I want to hear that? I don't want to hear that because I want to hear a tackle. I can hear that anywhere. <laughs> I, I, I want to hear it because I want to hear what you guys are actually saying to each other in that moment. And here, we embrace that. We flock to it in the NFL. Here in, in women's college basketball, now we're suddenly asking less from these athletes. Yeah. I, I won't do it. I won't do it. I, I, I don't get it, Fitz. And, and it's fun, man. I, had, I enjoyed playing the game and talking smack to somebody. And, you know, after the game, it's left on the football field. I mean, I didn't have no problem with Caitlin Clark doing it to, you know, my Louisville women's basketball team and Haley Van Lith when they were walking past one another. It's a part of the game. Mm-hmm. Let these women express themselves. Let them have fun. Let them do they do, and I'm going to give them their due diligence. Queens, young queens, keep doing your thing. You have my support across the board, all of you. Angel Reese will never apologize for being herself, and she recognized that at a press conference after the game when she said this. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, all year I was critiqued about who I was. Nobody – I don't yeah, – yeah, the narrative, I don't fit the narrative. I don't fit in the box that y'all want me to be in. I'm too hood, I'm too ghetto. Y'all told me that all year. But when other people do it, y'all don't say nothing. So this was for the girls that look like me, that's gonna speak up on what they, they believe in. It's unapologetically you. And that's what I did it for tonight. This was for the more, than, it was bigger than me tonight. It was bigger than me. Twitter is gonna go in a rage every time. And I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I feel like I've grown, helped grow women's basketball this year. I'm super happy and excited. So I'm looking forward to Celebrating in the next season. She doesn't have to answer to anybody, but she oh, thinks no, she, no. she handled well, uh, that beautifully, uh, hold, though. Hold on really quick. We wonder what Don Staley was talking about after her press conference when they lost to Iowa. What Angel Reese just explained right there, that's what Don Staley is talking about. Stop trying to judge these women or men on, uh, if, if, if it's another sport without getting to know them. You don't know the person, so stop judging and first of all, the Bible says, judge not and you shall not be judged. But I ain't going to take it. I ain't going to take it that far. Stop judging people when you don't know who, who the person actually is. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. America was fired up about all of it. We'll let you chime in. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Plus, weirdly, through all of it, what has happened over the last 24 hours, 
I think could change all of women's college basketball for the better. I'll tell you why next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Carson, you bet! Jasmine Carson electrifying the LSU fans. Hands it off. Carson banks it in. My goodness, it's wizardry. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. to be All-American. I don't care to be a defensive player of the year, player of the year. The biggest goal is to be a national champion. LSU has captured its very first national championship. The narrative, I don't fit in the box that y'all want me to be in. I'm too hood, I'm too ghetto. Y'all told me that all year. But when other people do it, y'all don't say nothing. So this was for the girls that look like me. It's unapologetically you. And that's what I did it for tonight. One of the biggest stories in all of sports this year has been the absolute rise in attention, the phenomenon that's become particularly the NCAA Women's Tournament. For anybody that didn't see, the semifinal game over the weekend on Friday had bigger ratings than any NBA game did on ESPN this year. People are flocking to it, and the personalities are part of the reason why. But the personality is part of the reason people are complaining today specifically about the national championship game. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Again, all of the controversy that has come after LSU beat Iowa in the national championship game handily, I might add, has become because uh, LSU star Angel Reese uh, pointed at her ring finger and uh, waved her hand in front of her face, uh, echoing the movements of Caitlin Clark uh, from just a few days earlier. So the trash talking has rubbed some people the wrong way. Harry, we're going to let this go out to the people. Triple eight, say ESPN. SPM 888-729-3776. You ready for this, HD? Let's do it. All right, let's get to Andy in Iowa City. Andy, thanks for calling the show, man. Appreciate it. What you got for us? Thanks Thanks for having me. Hey, I'm really struggling with this uh, with this Reese situation, and I, I want to sh- share why. When the game was – the game was uh, – the game was over. Um, they won a national championship. And I just struggle with the fact that you know, the first thing that she's thinking about is not to celebrate with her family and friends. She's she's going over to a to an uh, opposing player, and she's doing that for like eight seconds. That, that's the first thing she thinks about. I just feel like it's revealing, you know, on her character. Who does that? She's all Caitlin Clark and the Hawk. They are down. They are completely destroyed. And she comes in there and does that. That's what she's thinking about is getting some sort of revenge. I think revenge has already been taken care of. She accomplished her goal. What's the point? It's just revealing. Uh, to me, and thanks for the call, Andy, I guess my clap back to that is we see it all the time. Like We see this this sort of celebration all the time. And Harry, you can speak to this as the former athlete in the room. Like, uh, Haven't there been times that there have been great matchups that you know you're taking on the best of the best and the best of the best hasn't been quiet about talking? You talk your talk, even as the game has ended. Yeah, I did it uh, against New uh, New Orleans numerous of uh, times. Uh, 
when I knew we was going to win the game, going over to, you know, coaches and players, and I'm talking my noise. Has nothing to do with me being classless. I, nothing, I just, nothing, nothing, nothing whatsoever. But, but here's my thing. It can't be an issue when a young black girl does it, but then no one had an issue when a young white girl did it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and it's not like, you know, Haley Van Lith for Louisville wasn't walking by, you know, Caitlin Clark when she did it. She was. Or it wasn't a problem with Caitlin was waving off a South Carolina player saying, you know what, I ain't going out there to even guard you. So why is that not disrespectful? But see, one of the things that we're missing here, LSU's entire basketball team took that into consideration, and they felt like it was disrespectful. So when they had the opportunity to, you know, show that same energy, they capitalized on it. There's nothing wrong with that to me, though. There's nothing I, wrong with that whatsoever. I just think trash talking is part of this process. And, and it, you know, to me, it's a, a weird double standard, too, because we see this all the time from the men. Cody in Missouri, thanks for calling the show, Cody. What do you got? guys? Thanks, guys. Yeah, I was just calling a comment on it. I, I think the issue that some people are having, and I, I love trash talking in sports. I think it makes for good storylines. I think it makes for good competition. Uh, I think some people are having a problem with the timing of it and the way she was kind of seeking out Caitlin, just tracking her down, sticking in her face, and then kind of went back with the ring. Um, I don't have too much of a problem with it. I, I, I don't think it has too much to do with race or that they're women. Um, we don't really see this too much in women's sports, and so I think that's kind of why some people are like, oh, well, my well, gosh, how could she do such a thing? But I, I Cody, think Cody, let me ask you this really quick. It, yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this really quick. Have did you like what level of sports did you did you play? Like what's what's the I, highest level I, you play sports at? High school, five okay. five nine white dude didn't have much of an opportunity <laughs> after that. I, I, feel, I feel you, Cody. But, 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 I feel you on that one. But, but Cody, but Cody, here, here's here's what I'm saying. Like when yeah. you spend your entire life for a sure. moment, and then like you can't really tell me how I need to be or how I need to act. When I know no, what I, I, told, I, I the time and the work I put into it, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So a yeah. lot of people that are complaining about this don't know what it's like to be in that situation either. Yeah, and, and I think I mean, uh, Cody, absolutely. thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. I, I I'll speak too for for the Codys of the world because obviously, as we all know, I wasn't an athlete. I just want a, a consistent standard, right? Like I I have absolutely yeah. no problem after, as we said earlier, if if Harry Douglas played for my beloved Raiders and scores a touchdown, and on his way out the end zone he gets right in the face of whatever corner he just burned. One, we don't know how much they've been talking for the last half an hour. Two, uh, in that moment, yeah, you go talk your talk. You just scored a touchdown. I, I think you know in that moment if that's the the fire that you have, especially when you're taking on the best in the world, you want to tell me that somebody that took it to Kobe didn't talk to Kobe like if you if you're taking on what's perceived to be the best in the sport and you take them down that's when you talk your talk Harry like we see it all the time in the NBA well Fitz I see I was one of the worst teammates to lose a card game to or lose a dice game to or something like that because I'm gonna let you know all the way up to pregame meal how bad I beat you (laughs) so don't lose to me because I'm gonna let you know I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you hear it for as long as to the, up to the point that you able to beat me, it, I'm going to let you hear. At least you're an athlete. I'm going to be honest with you. Even picking, playing pickup games, if I miss my first 25 shots and I hit the next one, I'm going to tell you about it all the way back down the court. Like, I, I look, I, this is part of culture. <laughs> what, 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 what did my coach Tim Lewis tell you about when he coached in the secondary for the Falcons about me? 
I was always the loudest and the craziest one at practice every single day. That was just that's just that was just me. Again, how many how many people complaining about this would talk trash to somebody playing a video game, right? Like that's yep. just it's part of society. It's just like all of a sudden we're uncomfortable with it because it was at the end of a championship game against the best the, player, the in biggest the world? game, the, the, biggest the biggest game, game. of your life. <laughs> I, 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 more, you guys want to chime in? I don't want to cut anybody off. We'll keep taking calls throughout the whole show. Triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six three. 776. Yeah, good. I know the number. 888-SAY-ESPN. Just spell it on your phone. That works. 888-SAY-ESPN. We're going to let you keep chiming in on all of the controversy around the Women's Championship. Also, one team is suddenly dangerous at the most important time of the year. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. National Championship last night, and all eyes became focused on controversy afterwards. I say controversy. Many people have decided that Angel Reese, the star from LSU, pointing at a ring finger and waving her hand in the face of Caitlin Clark is some sort of ultimate unsportsmanlike conduct that should forever be viewed as part of this story. We don't agree. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. You guys can chime in. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 is how you get in on the conversation. Uh, And obviously, he's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. I had somebody tweet me, uh, and this is always interesting, Harry, because, you know, we love love the interaction with the fans. We love to talk to everybody that's listening to the show. We genuinely appreciate it. But I got a tweet uh, saying, well, Patrick Mahomes never, uh, never raised a ring finger when he won a national or when he won the Super Bowl. I just want to point out to people that the most famous LSU player to point to a ring finger in a championship game is not Angel Reese. It's Joe Burrow. And he Mm. did it against Clemson after he threw his fifth touchdown pass. He raised five fingers. He pointed to his ring finger. And then he started mouthing the word 10.5 because that was his ring size. So, like, I I, I just want to remind everybody that this isn't like some shocking, oh, my God, we've never seen this in sport. Joe Burrow just did this, Harry. I just got to say that. (laughs) And to each his own, man. You're going to have some players that, you know, choose not to do that, you're going to have some players that choose to do that. But who's to say any, any one of them is, is wrong for their decision? Exactly. It's all about being authentic, right? It's all about yeah. sort of the, the process that you go through. Now, you in the world of being authentic, it's also important to note something that you pointed out, Harry, as we were talking about this game coming into it. And it felt like Iowa's win over South Carolina, which was landmark and unprecedented and one of the biggest upsets we've seen in recent memory in the tournament. And it was largely this moment that made Kate 
Caitlin Clark even a bigger level of superstar? Well, some, uh, it felt like around LSU, didn't necessarily appreciate the approach of Iowa. And you pointed that out as a, a sort of a motivating factor coming into this game. Yeah, uh, Alexis Morris, um, she felt some type of way because she watched that South Carolina versus Iowa game. And here's what she said about it. She said, I watched the game, and I'm watching them guard South Carolina. I don't think they can guard us that way. I don't think you can just leave me open on the perimeter or leave us open on the perimeter. Me, personally, I find it very disrespectful. So I'm going to take it personally going into that game. You're going to have to guard us. That's just the competitor in me and the will to win. Now, Alexis Morris, down the stretch, and you talk about Kim Mulkey being a point guard, she really put this team on her back in the heat of the moment, down the stretch, and was scoring bucket after bucket. I'm talking about mid-range jump shot and was really giving LSU the boost that they need. And they had a video, right, at the end of the game where they were showing different moments throughout the ball game. And you've seen this video of Alexis Morris looking at Caitlin Clark a certain way with that fire in her eyes, like, I'm that, I'm that gal today. You got to deal with me. And it said everything that I'm, that I'm reading uh, from that quote from Alexis Morris. It's like she felt some type of way and disrespected. So she wanted to go out there and do everything that she could do to make sure that they won that national championship and contributed with 21 points and nine assists. And then you also look at Jasmine Carson, who came off the bench and hit 5-3, scored 22. LaDasia Williams scored 20 points. Angel Reese adding 15 and 10, a double-double. So collectively, as a team, they were able to do this. LSU had 30 bench points to Iowa's eight. That's where the game was lost at, along with the bad officiating. But that's something we're going to get to in another day. I also think it's important to note, when you just talk about the reputations and, and the way people perceive it, we at ESPN did a, a feature a couple of days ago that was up on the .com. One of our best covering women's sports, Tariqa Foster, does a great job. By the way, I should note, Tariqa has not said a thing negative about Angel Reese. She's been wildly supportive of all of these women showing their personality. I want to be very, very clear about that. She did a great segment on ESPN.com a couple of days ago that was entitled Caitlin Clark, Queen of the Clapbacks. And it was all focused on her trash talk and the way she sort of uh, fires it at people. And it's like, it's part of what's embraced. Everybody knows that coming into this game. I think people are missing that portion of the context coming into the game too. When you are taking on the best player currently in the entire tournament, the best player in your sport at your level currently, and you're taking on that player who's known for throwing their shade and talking their talk, you're going to talk it back. That's all. I mean, it just feels but, but, like. But you, but you know what? Like, Caitlin, Caitlin Clark had an amazing tur- tournament. 100%. Right? She is a straight baller. And I think so many people wanted to see her and was rooting for her, wanted to see her win a national championship to the point that when they were losing and Angel Reese did that, it rubbed them some kind of way because they were feeling so you know, up about Caitlin Clark winning that national championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They felt some type of way. A hundred percent. Let's get some of your calls. Andrew in Texas. Let's get Andrew in down here. Andrew, thanks for calling the show, man. What you got? Well, um, I was at all of the games, and the crowd loved it. When Angel Reese did that, when Caitlin Clark did it, it was fine. These were real fans. They knew what was going on. They appreciated the incredible changes that LSU made to win. And one thing that really impressed me was that after the game, people from Iowa were walking up to people from LSU and saying, 
y'all played a great game. Thanks for the call. By the way, being there and the diehards loving it doesn't surprise me. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was a wild weekend. Let's get uh, David in Iowa City here. David, uh, what do you got for us? Hey guys, how y'all doing? We're great, man. Thanks. Um, so yeah, no, I'm right with you guys. Uh, I think that it's great for women's sports that they are showing such emotion on their sleeves, um, and I think honestly the the people who are ruining this moment are the people that are calling uh, Angel classless and whatnot. Um, I think it's great for the sport, and I would love to see it uh, down the road. Oh, thanks for the call, David. I, I totally agree. And by the way, I should say, uh, a lot of the people that are clapping back to Angel, like not a lot, but many, some of the people here, Harry, we're not just talking about fans. Like there are, well, I know this phrase doesn't have the same impact right now. There are blue check mark uh, media professionals that were out there saying their thing about Angel that I think were wildly oh, yeah, wrong yeah. about it. I, wildly I, I told, wrong. I told one STFU yeah. yesterday, literally. Yeah. And we all know what that stands for. Can't say it on air, but we know what it stands for. But I felt the need to let him know to shut up. Y'all feeling the blitz. It means what? Steak tacos for us? <laughs> steak tacos for us! Yay! Uh, we'll let you guys keep chiming in. Triple Eight, say ESPN, uh, 888-729-3776. I will quickly say this. Through all of it, whether it's because people have decided that Angel Reese is the villain or Caitlin Clark is the villain, and again, I think they're all wrong. I think all of these women did an incredible job and showed their truest emotion. But the good that comes from it is the fact that, to be honest for a second here, we've spent the first 40 minutes of our show talking about the Women's National Championship game. In my years working at ESPN, I have never been part of a Women's Championship game that has carried this level of passion from everybody. So while this is a controversial subject for people, and while people are fired up about it, the win for college basketball long-term is that this is going to carry over. Coming into next year, people are going to be waiting to see how these emotions ride. you know what the schedule makers need to do? Schedule this game early on next year between these two teams. Because I'm looking uh, more so forward to women's college basketball even that much more now with how this tournament went on. So I can't wait for next season. I've had two people in the last three minutes tweet me saying, are we really going to talk about trash talking and ignore the officials? Oh, we got time. We're oh, gonna we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about zebras. We're going to talk about the zebras. You want to go? You want zebras? We're going to talk about the zebras. You know what? We're about to do one of our favorite segments, three best things from the weekend, the three worst things from the weekend, and I have a sneaking suspicion that the officials might make it into that one. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. From the top stories in sports. Guys, huge news over here. To the bottom. This is it. Rock bottom. This is Three Up, Three Down with Fitz and Harry. On a Monday afternoon, you're looking back at the weekend. You're trying to figure out what was the best, what was the worst. You don't have to think anymore. We've got the thinking covered for you. Why Google it? We'll just answer the question. It's time for three up, three down on Fitz and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. This week, Harry gets the ups, I get the downs. That means Harry's going to tell you three amazing things from the weekend. I'm going to tell you three things that sucked this weekend. Harry, are you ready? Let's do it, my man. Let's go to the first one. one. Number one, if you know me, there's nothing better in this world than me being a father. So my daughter had dance competition this weekend and my wife owns a dance studio. 
Uh, she was able to do her first solo ever. Now, I wasn't able to be there because I had to do a game in Orlando, but I watched it online. I was yelling and screaming, being a dance dad, as y'all see the beautiful pictures of my baby girl. that's amazing. And she did so well. But her face and her excitement when I FaceTimed her afterwards, like, Daddy, did you see me? I was like, yes, I did, baby. You were amazing. She was so excited and the smile, man. Like, it meant everything to me. So I want to tell my baby girl, Harrison, you are a daddy's girl. Daddy loves you. And you bring so much joy to my life. And also, I want to give a lot of credit to my wife and her dance teachers at Just Dance Studio because they swept just about all the awards this weekend and they won just about everything. So I want to make sure for number one, I gave Just Dance Studio a lot of love this morning, guys. Look at that. Oh, I'm telling you, like the uh, I can't. And I'll just take a second and say that one of the most inspiring things about Harry Douglas, uh, the friend, is the dad that he is. So I'm really, I'm glad you got to experience. I'm sorry you weren't able to experience that in person because you work your ass off. Oh, but but trust me, I was telling everyone on the airplane, like I got people on the airplane engaged and like just enjoying it. I was just so excited as a father uh, because I don't think there's a greater thing in this world than me being a father. But to be able to express to people how I felt about my daughter was everything to me. And for her to go out there and not get stage fright and and did her best was amazing to me. Yeah, and if you follow Harry on Instagram, you quickly find out that Harrison, who is adorable and beautiful, is a mini you. Like she's got yes, she she's is. got Harry's personality. <laughs> she's for sassy days. as hell. Now. I'm just saying, <laughs> man, congratulations. There's nothing I, you know what I, that I can't even justify coming up with the down from that. But I'll find one anyway. You mentioned you were at the XFL uh, working this weekend. You were in a, a remarkably good game where the Guardians pull off a huge upset. But it leads me to my down this weekend in the XFL. My down is that DC and Houston are supposed to be good. So I just finally got comfortable putting money on DC and Houston. Now all of a sudden we go into this weekend and D.C. and Houston both lose. We're watching XFL teams that were supposed to be dominant and have easy paths to the XFL championship suddenly implode in front of our very eyes. I don't know what to do anymore. I'm in a world where Orlando's winning and Vegas is winning and teams like Houston are losing and my bank account is laughing at me as it just smacks me with dollar bills on the way out of my possession. So that's my my first down. (laughs) Oh, let's go to the next one. Number two. All right, number two for me is the LSU women's basketball team. And I wanted to point out two people in particular. Um, Jasmine Carson, who came off the bench and made five threes and scored 22 points. It got to a point where she was just heat checking. I thought a shot, you know, late in the second quarter was a heat check until she hit the shot at the buzzer going into halftime that banked off the backboard. So shout out to her and also Alexis Morris. 21 points, but anchoring this team down the stretch, controlling the tempo, being able to make the necessary basket and plays for her team when they needed her the most. So I wanted to make sure I shout out those two women for being phenomenal in the moment, on the biggest stage of their career. All right, well, I got to give you a down, and I'm going to just going to be selfish again. Last week, I tried to cram the Timberwolves into some sort of why don't we give them credit conversation, only Uh to watch them lose three straight games against, albeit teams that are all going to be in the playoff conversation, including but not limited to the Lakers. But my God, Minnesota, I'm the one part, like this has got to be the one time all year on any national radio show somebody has said the word Minnesota Timberwolves, and all you've done is line up and kick me in the no-no places repeatedly (laughs) since then. Thank you so much. All right, Harry. Back to you. Number three. <laughs> Number three. San Diego State. 
Lamont Butler. No timeout is being called at the end of the game. He's taking the ball up the court. He almost steps out of bounds. Time is winding down. Four, three, two, one. Bucket. San Diego State goes to the national championship. That's why he's my number three. The moment wasn't too big for him. When his number was called, he showed up. And it happened to be at the buzzler. Buzzer. He's going to remember that shot for the rest of his life. His teammates will, whether they win a national championship or not. That's iconic. That's history. That's what you want. How can you draw it up any better? Game time. You can't. And by the way, it's a reminder of why you got to watch these games in a sports bar because I was in a place that was going nuts. It was amazing. All right. I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm Debbie Downer today. I'm, I'm Dan Downer today. I'm going to give you one more thing that I'm down on from the weekend. You know what I'm down on? People like y'all that I work with every day sitting here complaining about officiating yet again. Why don't we get you a bottle and a bib, you crybabies? At some point, what do you want these officials to do? Last week, you told me, well, I just want them to be consistent. This time, they were consistently tight in the way they're calling the national championship game. And people are like, well, the refs can't decide the game. Last week, you told me players adjust during the course of the game. And I got to remind everybody, context matters. We're sitting here yelling about Caitlin Clark getting a tech that she should have gotten according to so many people did you bother to listen to the officiating scrum afterwards where we found out that Iowa's given a warning they were told you cannot do that just minutes before and then Caitlin Clark went in and did it again so I'm tired of y'all crybabies whining about the officials y'all get it down again on this listen weekend. to me Fitz hmm? the officiating was horrendous <laughs> Horrendous, but it was and consistently I tweeted, bad. And I and I tweeted early that they're letting these girls play, and then immediately after I tweeted that, I was like, "Well, I sent that tweet too quick." Hey, here's the one it, thing: it became unbearable. It hey, became unbearable. Mm, see, I just, you know what? You just got to rise above. You just got to rise above. You can't, you know, can't let it. I don't know what we want from officials anymore. I know that we want present. Uh, we want progressive. Fitz and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility, great pay, and benefits? Go to progressive.com/careers. And apply online today. I cannot believe that I've become the person that's constantly defending officials after living through the tuck rule in my life. You might as well become sure. a zebra yourself. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, the third career. Here we go. All right. There is one <laughs> team. There is one team in the NBA in a wild year that absolutely nobody wants to play right now. The question is, can it lead them to the promised land? We'll break it down next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN He's Radio a dear bro. and the ESPN app. Go refs. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. 